about digital conflicts while resisting the temptation to treat them as analogous to nuclear or conventional ones. And together, they help explain why the United States has failed to adequately protect itself from cyber threats. Although these authors do not address the hacking that targeted the 2016 campaign, they offer clear-eyed reviews of U.S. responses to earlier state-sponsored hacks and provide analytic frameworks that could help policymakers think through the challenge of preventing future digital assaults. Moving forward, the United States must clearly delineate what constitutes unacceptable behavior in cyberspace and embrace a broader range of retaliatory measures so that it can deter attacks that are certain to come harder and faster than ever before. Terms of Engagement Buchanan and Lubicki agree that deterrence is primarily about messaging, or the ability to clearly communicate boundaries and consequences. Lubicki renders the core message of deterrence as, if you do this, then that will be done. The ability to send that message requires four things. Attribution, the state must be able to define the target of retaliation. Thresholds, the state must be able to consistently distinguish between acts that merit retaliation and those that do not. Credibility, the state's will to retaliate must be believed. And capability, the state must be able to pull off a successful response. Each of these components is exponentially more complex in cyberspace than in a conventional setting. First and foremost, cyber attacks are hard to detect. As Buchanan notes, hackers can easily intrude into a network without attracting attention. Even when an attack is discovered, it can be notoriously difficult to confidently attribute it to any one particular actor. A hacker might be a state agent or employee, or a member of a criminal organization, or even, as Trump once crudely put it, somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds. And if authorities do identify the perpetrator... They still must determine whether the cyber attack crossed the retaliation threshold and merits a response. In conventional settings, physical troop movements, progress along a path to nuclearization, or military buildups have long guided these decisions. But states have yet to agree on the digital equivalence of such moves. The state must also signal that it has the will and ability to respond without giving away too much information about just how it would do so, since that would allow would-be attackers to prepare. Cyber capabilities depend on preserving information asymmetry. Secrecy and surprise are essential because cyber defenses can block particular methods of intrusion completely, unlike conventional military defenses, which cannot necessarily prevent the actions of a more powerful state. When Deterrence Fails Washington has gained ample experience with these strategic dilemmas in the past decade, as it has faced escalating cyber threats from a range of adversaries. The United States may well have deterred the worst. After all, it has yet to experience a cyber attack that directly threatened lives. As is often true in deterrence, Success is invisible, but failure is public. But two high-profile failures, the 2014 hacking of Sony Pictures, attributed to North Korea, and the 2015 cyber attack on the U.S. Office of Personnel Management, OPM, attributed to China, revealed important weaknesses in U.S. deterrence policy. 
In 2009, President Barack Obama announced a new U.S. strategy to address the threat posed by increasingly aggressive actors in cyberspace. It's now clear this cyber threat is one of the most serious economic and national security challenges we face as a nation, he declared. It's also clear that we're not as prepared as we should be. The Obama administration took a number of steps to bolster cybersecurity, such as streamlining response channels and intelligence sharing, increasing the security of government networks, and outlining more explicit thresholds for retaliation. But repeated digital assaults tested the comprehensiveness of these new policies and revealed strategically significant shortcomings. In November 2014, a group sponsored by North Korea and calling itself the Guardians of Peace infiltrated computer networks at Sony Pictures, extracting sensitive personnel information and stealing...